<coughs> Hello, um, welcome to my podcast. This is Elkin Flores, and uh, the subject for today is going to be the authority problem. Um, it's a weird name, but the, what 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 it tells us is that um, one of the things that I have found most important in in my life is to really know who who are who who has created me in, in the sense that in the world we normally says that oh I did this I did that I was able to accomplish this I was able to accomplish that and um <clears throat> and we don't stop and think on who is that me that says that accomplished something who is that me that have done something and um, and that's a very very important question um, since long time ago since uh, the the Greeks they were always saying that you need to know yourself um, before anything else. And uh, what that means? Um, know thyself, and uh, and that is what what people have been saying in Bible and have been saying in philosophy. And people, what they want to say is, who are you? Who you are? You are what the body that is moving around. You are the mind that is moving the body and asking the body to do things. Or you are something even beyond that. What doesn't mean that it does mean basically what that that you need to know exactly what's the source of what you think you are. Um, <clears throat> and um, in the in the Course in Miracles, uh, there is I, there is something that is uh, is very interesting. Uh, there is a section called Judgment and the Authority Problem. It's in Chapter Three, Section Six, and uh, in in that section. There is a piece of uh, text that I would like to uh, to read, and uh, because, in my opinion, is the key for anything else that I do, and uh, I would say that is one of the keys of my success, and it's, it is knowing <clears throat> that I am not the one that has created me, and. Um, we will go back that after reading the text. Let me read the text, and I will do some comments in between. So you will um, you will follow the text. The text uh, is written in a in a way that there is a lot of logic. Um, and when you read the text, you will find that there are premises and logical premises. Um, it is written for. Um, it is written. 
in a way that you cannot fade the logic that is in there. <clears throat> and that's the very interesting thing of this book. Um, and then I will, I will, I will stop at some point of that reading, and I will um, try to explain the logic that is behind that. And um, and then we, we, I continue. It is just uh, two small uh, paragraphs, um, but uh, I just want to to read them because are, for me are very important and have been the key for many of the things that I have I have done. The first one is. Yeah, let's let's read it. So it says, "Peace is a natural inheritance of a spirit. Everyone is free to refuse to accept his inheritance, but he is not free to establish what his inheritance is." I think this part is very clear. If if I have a father that has given me an inheritance of a house for as inheritance, then I can opt to receive the house or not. But I cannot decide what is my inheritance. The inheritance was the house. Right? In this case what a course is telling us is that God or the Spirit, he called it the Spirit in here, has give us the inheritance of Peace. We may decide to take it or not, but we cannot decide on what was given to us. He gave us peace. And he continues. The problem everyone the problem everyone must decide is the fundamental question of authorship. All fear comes ultimately and sometimes by way of very devious roads, from the denial of authorship. So at this point, what he's saying is, the fundamental problem in, in life is the authorship. Who is our author? Who is the author of the things that happen around me and happens to me? Who are my author as a, as a person, as a as a human being. So it said that all of fears comes ultimately, I cannot pronounce that word very easy. Anyway, um, from the denial of authorship. So if I deny the real author, then many problems start coming. And it, it continues, it says, the offense is never to God because as we were saying yesterday, what is there, what the true, what is true, is always the true. It doesn't matter what we do, what we said, what we, what we think. The truth is the true. Period. So there is no way to, to affect the truth. We may affect ourselves, but no, the truth. So, and here it says, the offense is never to God, but only to those. Who deny him? So he's saying is the problem is not to God that we denied our authorship from God, but the problem is to us who deny him. We are the ones that suffer the consequence of denying that of denying that that authorship. Right? So it says, 
To deny his authorship is to deny yourself the reason for your peace, so that you see yourself only in segments. This strange perception is the authority problem. So what it's saying is, if I do not believe that my author is God, then I start suffering consequences of that. Why? Because all what I see around me is only segments of the reality. And as we were saying yesterday, my models will start being or are always fractions of the reality. Just few variables of the reality are in my models, not all. And then I'll start thinking that I am controlling those few more, few variables. And uh, forget it. There are much more variables on every aspect of life that I cannot control. Right? And then, when I realize that, I notice that I am in a segmented world that I cannot actually handle. Right? <clears throat> and then, of course, my peace is broken because I cannot trust anything that happened around me. None of my models can be trustable because none of them are complete. And because I know that, then it's immediate the, 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 the feeling that I feel out of peace. I feel that I have to do things. I feel that I need to increase my knowledge. I feel that I need to do something more. I need that I'm not enough. Um, I'm feeling that um, anything can happen and I don't know what's going to happen. And that's the worst thing that may happen. And that all that loss of peace that we all feel. And uh, it is because we understand that our models are just a fraction of the reality. And because we are the ones that are creating ourselves, our models, our definitions of ourselves, then we know that it's segmented and it never will be complete. Right? So, the, the, the big problem that is shown here in the, in the Course in Miracles is who is your author? And uh, once we define who is our author and, and actually accept the inheritance that we have received uh, from our author, then we will start getting into the state of peace. So it, it continues saying the following, the following part. It says, There is no one who does not feel that he is imprisoned in some way. If this is the result of his own free will, he will must regard his will as not free. Or the secular reasoning in this position will be quite apparent. So, if, if someone feels that is impressioned because doesn't have control of anything, and everything controls him and controls what happened around, 
and we have all have that same feeling at one particular point of time and even at this moment then <clears throat> we have to think if this feeling is the result of me of my own free will the one that I have defined for me then this is not anymore free because I don't feel free it's not free it's not freedom there is no freedom here if I decide to have only my models and say that those are my models and, and create my models and improve my models or whatever all those models will be always a fraction of the reality and because they are a fraction of the reality, I cannot control all of them or at least foresee all of them. And then I will feel trapped because all the others that I don't see will come after me. Right? So I'm not free. I'm tied to all the other conditions that I cannot control. Correct? So I'm not free. So my will is not free, so I don't have free will. So it is a, this is the circular reasoning that we are. So I have, I have a free will, I have given a free will, I can do whatever I want, but my models are so limited that I don't know what I want, I don't know even what I can do, and then I'm not free. But, but the first point was that I was free. So you see that reasoning that is apparent in, in, a, in, in a circular circular position where I'm not free, but I'm free, but I'm not free, but I'm free, but I'm not free, but I'm free. And that's something that is broken, right? Why? Because we don't go to the root of all the problem. The root of the problem is the authority problem. Let's, let's continue. Free will must lead to freedom, of course. If I'm free, I should be going to freedom. Judgment always impressions because it separates segments of the reality by the unstable scale of desire. Wishes are not facts. To which is to imply that willing is not sufficient. Let's let's go to that. Uh, stop at that point. Judgment always impressions because it separates segments of reality by the unstable scales of desire. So let's start talking about that phrase. Judgments are always because we separate. So when I create my model, I, I have a subset of all the variables of, this, of, the, of the reality in my mind, and then based on those variable that I have in my mind, which is a subset, I judge, I, I send a judgment. And this is good, this is bad, this, is, um, this person is good, this person is bad, this action was good, this action was bad. This what happened was good, this what happened is bad. And all that is doing is based on my perception of the reality, which is just a model with with seldom variables, telling me that according to my model, this is a good result or not a good result, or it's a good action or not a good action. And that judgment is always false. Why? 
because I don't have in consideration all the variables. It's always false. Never. There is never a case where the judgment is totally true because my models are always limited. So, it finished with that. It separates segments of reality, as we said, right? By the unstable scale of desire. So when you judge, you just don't say this is white, this is red. You said this is bad and this is good. And the bad and the good is only based on what you desire to happen. For example, if I'm doing a business and I felt something and I got to sell it for less than what I desired, I would say that was a bad business. If I sell something and I sell it much more for a higher price than I was initially desiring, then I would say that was a great business. And everything is based on the desire. So I have a limited thing, right? A limited number of variables of the reality which is huge and also I have a desire what I expect from that reality and my judgment is only the balance between my limited things and what I desire right so the scale is the desire and the judgment goes through the separation of segments and a segment is always a subset of something, which are my models, right? Is it clear? Now, judgment always impressions because it separates segments, models, of reality by an unstable scale of desires. Also unstable because my desires are always changing. Today, I want to do that business or that deal for $10 to sell that object for $10. But tomorrow, I may want it to sell it for 20 And then my desire now is going to be fulfilled or not fulfilled because it's changing all the time, right? So it's unstable. And it's an unstable scale of desire. Now it says, witches are not facts. Of course, it's, a, it's a, just a witch, right? To wish is to imply that willing is not sufficient. Yet, no one in his right mind believes that what is wished is a real is as real as what is willed. <clears throat> so what it's saying is this when someone wish to have something, wish to do something, right? He's putting that wish in a higher position that the will. I am willing to do this and I'm going to do it or I have it. I will to do something. I will to do something. And that's very related to um, law of attraction. The, all the information that we have about law of attraction it is, it is basically that, to will something. And to will is, is way stronger than just to wish. Wish is something that I might have and this is what I want. But who, who cares if I have it or not? Or I don't know how I have it or not. I don't know even have the power to have it or not. To will is when you decide on that, right? So the course says, no one in his right mind believes that wishes, right, 
are as real as will it. When you will it, it's more real than when you wish it, right? Now he said, instead of seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, say, will ye first the kingdom of heaven? So in Bible, there is a part that, uh, of the Bible that says that seek first the kingdom of heaven. You should seek first the kingdom of heaven. And it's something that Jesus said. But what he wants to say is, in reality, is will ye, not seek, but will, first the kingdom of heaven. Will the kingdom of heaven. So want it and do it, the kingdom of heaven. It's not just seek, because you may seek and you cannot find. You may seek and you can find. But there are the two options when you seek. Find and not finding. And here what it says is, will, so decide it. And you first get the kingdom of heaven. We will talk about the kingdom of heaven later on. But, but this is what he is trying to say, right? And you have said, I know what I am. And I accept my own inheritance. So that's basically what the, the text um, on the course of miracles has to say. So there are much more to say in regarding the, the authority problem. So the problem is that with the authority problem is that we think that we are the ones that created us. So we said, oh, um, the ego, what the course called the ego, which is that <clears throat> um, a subset of creating of belief that we have in our minds those models that are in our minds. So in those models we said, oh, <clears throat> my father and my mother, they came together and created a baby that was me. And, um, and that baby I wrote and then my, 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 my parents gave me the food and gave me the, um, the information that I, uh, I used to create my models and then I created my own models and then I started using those models to um, behave in the world and, and build this and build that. So as I'm proud of building this or I'm very sad because I, I'm not proud of what I did in this. And then I know that I could be doing something better because I always see that my models are limited and then I'm always guilt, guilt, I'm feeling guilty because I should be knowing that before uh, why I didn't know why I did that before and knowing that it was not right and right and wrong is it's judgment which based on my desires and then but still I feel guilty so in all this process of our life we feel guilty all every time and we feel that we are the ones that are creating our life in the way that we are creating it and that is not true First, mom and dad came together, right? Because they were guided to do that by themselves, by their, their, by, by their ways of understanding. They thought that they liked one to each other or that whatever happened. And, and then they created a baby, but... What is behind that baby? Have you ever seen a baby? When, when you see the baby, 
do you see the body that is in that baby? The baby? You can see all the life that is behind it? How can two human beings give that life? How can two human beings create something so magnificent that started with, that, with, with two cells and became millions and millions and millions and millions of cells working in perfect coordination, in perfect coordination to create each of the organs that grow together. So then when you start seeing life like it's something that's beyond what you actually see, then you said, oh, there is something that is behind what I see, that I'm creating, it's creating. And that thing that is behind is life, in this case for the baby. And you will notice that life is love and love is God. And this is only one thing. And Bible said that as well. Right? So you will notice that when you start seeing things in the right way, I, I would say right um, is not the right, as normally we said, right based on the model. But when you see, we try to go and, and see the reality, the reality of the thing, you will notice that there's something behind. i tell you in my case. <clears throat> when I came to Canada, I came with just a few money, my wife, and four luggages, <clears throat> big luggages, full of stuff that I don't use anymore, of course. And those are my security. Those were my security. I, I had my luggage, and then I came to the um, airport, and we arrived. We were so happy to be here in Canada. We were so happy. I cannot explain you the feeling. And then someone was told us. We didn't know that person. That he was coming to pick us up and take us to wherever we wanted to go. And we didn't have any place to go because we didn't plan anything. We didn't. We just came to Canada. Period. We didn't have a hotel. We didn't have a place to stay. We didn't have anything. We didn't even have a person to come to us and help us. But the the, the night before coming to to Canada. Um, a friend of my, my 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 father of my of my wife my my wife's father uh, told us that he had a friend that he had a brother that he was living in Canada and he may actually help us and then we just sent him an email that said oh we are going to Canada tomorrow at this time we are arriving at this time and then he replied that oh I know how difficult it is to come to Canada without no one uh, telling us anything so let me pick you up at that time. And everything came from out of the blue, okay? So we came and we arrived in Canada and we stayed there in the uh, outside of the of the exit <clears throat> and uh, we wait and wait and no one came. And um, for two hours we were there. We didn't have a phone to call anybody. We didn't have anything. We have the phone written for that person because he gave us the phone number, but we didn't have any money to go to a pay phone and pay <laughs> so we had to stay there we didn't have anything we had to actually go and change but we get we got so late 
into into the airport that all the exchange um, exchange uh, money exchange uh, places were already closed that we didn't have any money we only have Colombian pesos and no Canadian dollars we have American dollars and no Canadian dollars and some pesos as well anyway um, so we had to wait there and we said what's going to happen now when we were starting feeling that this person came in and said oh hello I'm sorry because I was very late at my office I couldn't um, do it better I, I, I'm sorry for that so he helped us and, and asked us where should I take you guys and we told him we don't have any place to go we maybe to a hotel or whatever and then his person said oh no 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 uh, let me let me let, let's go to my to my home and to my apartment and I do some calls and uh, and see if I can find something okay say okay well thank you so we went to his his place and uh, he did a couple of calls and he said oh I have a place for you guys so he took us to that place, and uh, we were talking to another, to the lady, and the lady said, oh, you know what, uh, I have a room um, that I want to rent in my, in my apartment, um, and, um, and then uh, we, we talked to her, and she liked, she liked the way that we were and all that, so she said, okay, so you can stay, because I was about to come back to Colombia after one week so I was going to stay here for one week leave my wife um, settle and then I would coming back to Colombia to finish my business and then um, we told her that and she said okay if, if only your wife uh, that's okay you can actually go and I will take care of your wife I say oh that's fantastic and things happened in a way that I had never expected and the next day that night, we slept on that apartment, that lady that I have in my heart, and also I have in my heart that, that guy that helped us. We never see him again. And, um, and I'm really grateful with him for all the things that he did uh, and the love that was in his heart when he helped us. And, uh, and also, I, I, I'm very grateful with this lady that I have never seen again. Uh, since we left her, her place and um, but long time ago no, no seeing her and then my heart is full of of happiness when I thought about her and about to talk think about that person that that the guy that helped us and um, full of gratitude for them and then um, we 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 I left my wife in that apartment, and the next day, the next night, the next day when we wake up, everything was so bright. We came in in July, in in June. That was end of June, and we arrived in Canada on June twenty seventh. Um, and um, and then we arrive and we 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 wake up with the sun so. So bright, and with um, with the summer day, a beautiful summer day. So this lady told us, "Go and walk, 
and, and go around because you need to understand where are you, you know. Well, she showed us the map and said, you are in here. Now you need to go this, go there and do this and come back and go to the mall. And anyway, so she just was trying to tell us how everything worked, the buses and the subway and all the things. Everything was new for us. And then we, um, we started walking and we were seeing um, Toronto for the first time. That was so beautiful and we were so excited. Uh, I was totally filled with, with peace at that moment, even though I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, at that moment, I feel such a peace and such a love and such a fullness that I, I can uh, that was what I told me this is the place that you need to stay and that's that's what I got no fear at all not even a piece of fear, fear came to my mind not even when I was waiting in the in the airport for that, this person to come I, I was so filled out in confidence and, um, and that confidence come from, came from from me knowing that there is something behind that I don't see, I don't know what's there, but it's behind me that is creating all what is around me. I am not the one that do things. I am not the one that says I I went and I did for myself. I went to to, to Canada and left everything behind. And then I went to Canada by myself and I did everything I did in Canada and it's my own ownership. And I can tell you, anything that has happened in my life, anything, I can, I, I'm confident on that and saying that anything that has happened in my life has happened because of me. And I have understood that from a long time. Uh, nothing has happened because of me. I love what I do, and I only do what I love. I simply am ecstatic every time I do something that I really love, and I like it. So I, I stay there and I do it. I, I think I need to do something, I then go and do it. Um, because I just feel that, that, that nice feeling of doing something that I like it, right? I wanted to come to Canada because of many, many things I wanted to do in Canada. I wanted to uh, create new technologies. I'm always an, behind innovation. I always try to innovate and create new things. And I knew that in Colombia it was, was not possible to do that kind of innovation that I wanted to do. Although it's possible to do innovation, I think, but not the kind of innovation I wanted to do. And... Um, and then I came here, and also I wanted to go to university. I wanted to study. I wanted to learn more people. I wanted to learn more languages. I wanted to learn different kind of thinking. I wanted to expand my mind to different religions. I wanted to expand my mind to different ways of looking at the world because I knew, I knew that my world was so limited. My models were so limited into what we were believing in Colombia was the right, the true, the correct, the incorrect, the, the good, the bad, whatever. I, I thought that that was so limited that now I came to a world which everything was full of 
diversity, diversity. So I came, uh, I, we came from a place where everything is from uh, the same culture, exactly the same culture always, to a multicultural place where there are hundreds of different cultures all mixed up together. And we started having friends from different cultures, um, Iranians uh, and um, Muslims and um, Christians and whatever you can name it is uh, Indies and uh, um, so so many ways of looking at the world that expand your mind and with that expansion then I, I, I was so happy to be here because I was expanding my mind just only looking at the city completely different than than in the case of my, my original city, it was expanding me, my mind said, oh, all this is possible. Wow. And then it's, it's in that feeling that everything got created. In the, in the feeling of how wonderful is living, how wonderful is all this is that was created. And that peace that came to me when, when I'm in that situation it's because I know that nothing of that had been created by me. But there was something behind that, like watching that baby. There is something behind that baby that had done everything to make that baby there. There is always something behind me that, or behind anything that I see that had made that to be there. And that is the authority. The authorship is in the spirit, is not in the material world. And um, when you go to the spirit, you see that the spirit controls and have all the model, the whole model of everything together, right? Is that model of everything together that is already working and that model is the one that manages and handles everything. It's a complete, a full model, because it's reality. What we see is not real. What we see is just a limited fraction of that reality, and even a distorted fraction of that reality. But what the reality is, is real. It cannot change. It cannot be. And everything behind everything else is that reality. Some people call that reality spirit, universe, God. It doesn't matter what the name you want to put to that. You always know, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that you have always have that feeling that you see that there is something behind that you don't see it, but it's behind that that makes things happen. And it's not you. You just go through the for, flow, or if you are a person that... Um, that rejects the flow, then you will see that your life is going to be very difficult because you are rejecting the life. Uh, what happened to my babies? I always tell my babies, my baby is now in the in the age. He's, he's two and a half, and he's old in the age that he, I he wants something, and he just start crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and yelling that he wants, he wants, he wants, he wants, he wants that. And I tell him, you need to choose to be happy. You need to choose to be happy and not to reject what's happening at that point. Because when you reject what's happening, you are in a position of complete weakness. 
right? You feel that you are a victim of the world because you don't get what you want. So you feel weak and you can never get that. And then you start crying and crying and crying and more and suffering and suffering and suffering more. But when you are in the position of peace and you accept, then when you accept what's happening, you know that you can go ahead after that is happening. Right? You are not a victim of that it's happening. That that is happening is guiding you to do what you need to do. Because behind that, there is something that is all knowledgeable. It's something that is behind that, that move all the things around for the good of everybody, for the good of everything. So when you move to that, then you go to the place that you want to go. You need to will it, as he says, will it. So make it your will, your decision. Once you decide, you go for it and you will get it. Because it's not you the one that you are getting it. It's everything that is getting it with you. Everything is getting it with you because you will it. And that's the way that this world um, actually works. But that that all that problem that we have with fear and lack of peace is because we don't know who is our author and i want to finish this um, podcast um, with these sentences everything that happened in our life that makes us sad and happy and victims of the world is because we don't understand who is the author of all this and then we reject our inheritance. But we cannot decide what our inheritance is. And our inheritance is peace, love, success, and an amazing life. Thank you very much. I have a good night, a good day. Bye.